Hey y'all, it's your girl Salem, and I mean, I don't even know why you girls bother at this point. <laughs> and it's Alexis, and unlike AJ and the Queen, this is season two of Lemonade and Tea. <laughs> hey girl, what's good? How are you? I am good. How are you? Mama, I'm free from school. Finally. That's- Great. But enough about us because this is not <laughs> what we're not here about for. At all. Guys, today we literally have the winner of season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race, the TikTok extraordinaire, the co-host of the world famous podcast Sibling Rivalry. We have Bob the Drag Queen. What? That's what I said. You know, um, yesterday was actually my five year anniversary of uh, winning RuPaul's Drag Race. I had one drag race, and it feels like longer than five years. Someone uh, did a, a, a ran the numbers, and sixteen people have been crowned from the franchise since I won. Since wow. twenty, since twenty sixteen, really? yeah. Six if you include the internationals. There have been all stars and everything. There have been sixteen crowns given out. Like y'all just hoes just giving out crowns. Left <laughs> anybody who'll take one. Literally. I mean, oh literally. Goodness. Sometimes they give them out two at a time. <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly. <laughs> well, well, Bob, how are you? I'm really great. Um, I'm really happy. To, I'm really excited for you all. I'm really happy to be. I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. Aww. Um. <laughs> And I'm just happy to be here. I'm just really excited, and and, and I'm, I, I love y'all's intros. I'm so excited for Beam Me Up, Scotty, which was just so great because I I didn't know that she was releasing a thing. I, I remember I thought it was gonna be a whole new album. Then me and Jacob were riding in the car, and Jacob played. Um, I just, I saw the song Itty Bitty Piggy. I said, "Wait, did she redo Itty Bitty Piggy?" And then I heard it, and it was like the, she got a dunk. Which was the the trick that she used, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Wait a minute!" And then I heard "Boss Ass Bitch," and I was like, "Oh my god, this is all like mixtape shit that she couldn't release before, right?" Mm-hmm. And then they went back and got the rights to all these songs, which is probably great for all these people who were getting the music for the girls for who did um, "Boss Ass mm-hmm. Bitch," and I'm sure uh, Soldier Boy happy to get a, a couple extra bucks this <laughs> this time around. It's probably super proud, <laughs> right? So I was like, "This is just so exciting," and also that uh, AJ and the Queen shade was really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely something Alexis came up with. <laughs> it was like, didn't think about this one. I enjoyed that one. That was great. <laughs> well, that's good. thank you first of all for just having us and just for all of your support along our journey. Because it Honestly. has not been easy, but you've literally been holding us down since day one. And I, we, we cannot thank you enough. Honestly, oh, it's my pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Like it's it's. <laughs> Fully, like, with our, our close personal friends and family, we're like, y'all, y'all, <laughs> nah, nah, it's, it's a big deal. I'm going to need y'all to understand, like, because <laughs> right. all of this love and support is just, like, so awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And how has y'all's journey been as as, as uh, podcasters and internet people? Like, how's it been? <laughs> it has been. It has been. <laughs> so I feel like when we first started, we were so hyped. We was like, we're going to beat our faces every day. We're going to talk about drag race. This is going to be fun. This is like, this is what we're meant to do. This is why we're on the internet. 
And then it progressed into like the middle where we just like, okay, we just got to push through. And, but Drag Race, but we also, yeah. Yeah, we were following the, the storyline of Drag Race. We were trying to upload each week. But mm-hmm. Drag Race just was not ending. And so at some point, we just got fatigued and like we just cut right into issues after issues. It was taking us like all day to record sometimes. So it was a lot. It was yeah, definitely po- a show, Podcasting yeah. is. A full fantasy, which once people get into it, they can realize why Monet and I released, I believe, 13 episodes the first year. And and on top of that, both like, you know, having full time jobs. I was doing eight shows a week. Monet was traveling around the world doing shows. And I was like, y'all, those 13 shows, it took us everything to create those shows. Because at the time, at the time, I was editing all of our podcasts myself Um that's and it what was Salim is doing now. And it was like it was like it was and I'm doing eight shows a week. It was wild, wild. And then, you know, me and Monet started the podcast. I mean, I can share this news with you all right now, which is really exciting. Monet and I so the way Patreon works is you I'm looking at our numbers right now. You get a bunch of followers, and then at the at the first of the month, you lose a bunch. Because some folks are like, Oh, I can't renew or whatever. So you get all these followers, and then at the first of the month, your numbers just drop significantly. And um the and, and it's exponential. So in the beginning, we have like 300 people, and then we drop back down to like 270, and then we and then we ended up with like 400, and it dropped down to like 370. But we just recently ended up with 20,000 patrons, which is so crazy. That is it, wild. It is that crazy. Because me and Monet have the... Um, I was a patron when y'all had like a thousand Patreons, like, followers. I know. I know. <laughs> it's so wild. And the community over on the Patreon has changed. <laughs> Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, you know, we are trying to cultivate the the energy that we have over there and keep things going because it is it is so much fun to be a part of the Patreon community and to have it grow. Me and Monet have one of the most successful patrons, which really still blows my mind to think that, oh my God, somehow we we tricked these people into thinking we have good... <laughs> no, but you do. Like, honestly, the community on... Like, just also coming from, like, a patron... Tr- patron? Patron? Patron, yeah, yeah. A patron. Like... It's it's so awesome because we also really genuinely gained like relationships of like within our own like gaining friends and like oh I just added you on Twitter and I just followed you hey sis what's good like Joya is literally like my baby sis it's fully, fully it's fully that and oh y'all met at at the Civil Rivalry Patreon did we no we met a little bit before that but we got closer because of because the sibling of, yeah. rivalry yeah. Uh, Patreon yeah. so it was just like. I was like, oh my gosh, you on here. Okay, Joya, what's good? Like, and, you know, it's just you, so awesome. You all and Joya and, and Bimpe and all the other um, great, amazing, you know, uh, black girls and people of color over there is one of the reasons why I think Monet was so hurt recently when the Vixen insinuated that Monet ignores black people. And it was one of those crazy where it was like, why, like, anyone who knows anything about me and Monet knows how untrue that is. Cause I think the Vixen said, Monet was like seeing the white folks be like, I love your blue eyes. I love your blonde hair. And then quote, paid dust to every single black person. I was like, that is, I I wasn't there, but I can tell you that didn't happen. It didn't happen. I I wasn't there either, but I can say the same. Exactly. Like, like I was, I wasn't there, but bitch, that didn't happen. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. 
that it's that wild. whole situation i mean honestly alexis and i went <laughs> the, the oh, i was ready to fight well Literally. i saw alexis in I the uh, i saw alexis in the on the in the feed i was like girl <laughs> don't do it don't piss these girls off I literally no, FaceTimed Alexis, and I was like, Alexis, so we going to Chicago? She was like, bitch, I got my bu- my flight booked already. Like, <laughs> I was like, bet. And it, and it all seems like people pick on Monet for some really minute things. Like, I felt like Monet was making fun of the beaches in Chicago, and then it turned into something else. And I was like, girl, it's just making fun of the beaches in Chicago. Like, right. this don't need to be a, a, a fist fight because Monet don't like y'all's beaches. Or because Monet does not like Tamisha's shoes. Like, it doesn't need to be a fight. It, it, it like, doesn't, but I also I just don't understand, like, why Monet? Like, why her? One of the nicest Honestly. people I know. Legit. Like, why not me? Like, like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like sometimes it seems like maybe, because I, I am, me and Monet, we both have our messy moments, of course. And I don't want to insinuate that we don't, but I know that, uh, I feel like sometimes people think that maybe Monet is an easier target because she's so friendly and so bubbly yeah. and so smiley. Mm-hmm. And, but also, I could just be reading it because I have no clue. Like, I, some people say that I'm intimidating, which is funny because I think that I'm really nice and I'm really sweet and I'm really friendly. Um, but I've had people be like, Bob, you are scary. And I'm like, me? I'm like, the, I'm like the nicest. I'm like so nice. But I feel like I that's how other you're intimidating. I don't think so either. But I think that's how people does think you're intimidating. Wait, when did I say that? You Drag her. Drag her. When did I say that? <laughs> I've never said that. I've never felt this way. Hold up. Why? <laughs> no, because I've never I've never felt that way. And I feel like you feel intimidated, but I also feel like it's your own self-conscious of like, if you feel intimidated, it's you feeling like, oh, maybe it's this or whatever. It's like your thoughts making you feel yeah. intimidated, you feel especially less than the other person. Exactly. And so like, I, I I got nervous the first time I spoke with Bob, but that's also because I'm like a huge fan. <laughs> so I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I just I feel like that's normal. Oh girl, I thought she was real. Cause I was like, <laughs> maybe they're maybe people are intimidating maybe they're all just fans of mine no i'm just kidding um but but the truth is i am fans of a lot of these people like the folks some of the folks that we i mean we make it we don't i i one thing i try to do is i try to keep it real with um my thoughts about people even if i have a problem with them like for example in monet's live video at some point she was like talking about the vixen and she was like blah 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 and you ain't that cute and i was like no the vixen is kind of hot like i'm I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. The Vixen is that. That, that is what it is. Um, um, but I'm. Or when we're talking about like when we talk about Tamisha, and she says she's not this. I'm like, no, Tamisha really is. Honestly, she's sickening and amazing. A little, a would, little, yeah. a, a little I off her gourd sometimes. But I don't want. I don't want to take that away. And, and that is really hard to do to give someone their propers when they are annoying the fuck out of you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. But. I mean, but that's the thing. I, I feel like you and Monet both have like a level of respect. Will you comfort people or not comfort them? But like, will you joke around? I don't think you ever just like hit below the belt or like. There's no like malicious to, intent. There's no yeah. like negative. Like at least from our perspective, like especially watching it, and maybe other people just don't know how y'all are and just really don't understand how y'all joke. But like, it's yeah. it's always coming from a place of love. There's no like negative malice of i'm gonna get this bitch like it's never that 
Well, that is true. They're, 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 I, and, and I said in the video, you know, sometimes I play too much, and and everyone doesn't everyone doesn't think my jokes are funny, and that is valid. And I'm not here to tell anyone their feelings are invalid. Um, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I was just I was just playing. Like I I really was like making a little like Monet would say I don't like her shoes, and I would say I would yell drag her, and it's just Monet being like, ah, oh, these shoes don't work for me. And I'm like, drag her, ruin her. Right. Um, and, but also if someone took that a certain way, it is not for me to be like. You're feel you can't feel that way. It's just a lot of like, ooh, I wish that that you had been able to understand where I was coming from. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I mean, nah, yeah, that's very true. I've always taken it as y'all yeah, was. It wasn't anything serious, and also you've you've given a lot of flowers and respect to all of the black queens. So yeah, we try to. I mean, that, that's that really is the goal. Um, but again, everyone's um. Yeah. entitled to their feelings and right. and entitled yeah, to their experiences <laughs> you know but speaking true. of experiences this episode is actually going to be released on, oh <laughs> on <Okay>. Juneteenth <laughs> so uh, we kind of just wanted to like talk about the whole like I guess explosion of the holiday Juneteenth because I guess yeah. before 2020 no one knew about it but now it's this big old thing that now companies are acknowledging and like giving people time off and like oh companies are giving people time off hello somebody I have Juneteenth off this year wow Um, Nini must be nice my best friend has time (laughs) off and so for those who are listening if you don't know what Juneteenth is I have the exact definition so Juneteenth um, which is also known as Freedom Day um, or Jubilee Day or Liberation Day um, is a holiday celebrating the emancipation of those who have been enslaved in the United States. So this year it's on Saturday, June 9th. And so <laughs> I actually was thinking about it and I was like, y'all got time off, but did y'all know it was on a weekend? <laughs> Are y'all just going to have it for the next two years? And then the white people are just going to take it back and be like, y'all go back to work on Monday. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, this sounds funny. I mean, I mean, so my experience, I'm trying to think about when the first time I heard about Juneteenth. I mean, I'm from Georgia, so I feel like Juneteenth has kind of been in my, I think I heard the name Juneteenth before I actually knew what Juneteenth was. Right, exactly. Um, it, it, it kind of just been like in my ear all, all, for a long time. And there does seem to be an explosion in the past like 10 years or so with people really being like, let's get down on Juneteenth, like making it like, you know a huge uh, celebration of freedom, which part of, part of my mind is also a little bit like, I get perplexed about it because I often think about the fact that slavery was never really abolished. It was conditionalized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Facts. And that, that is like one of the things that always gets in my head because we were told abolishment, it was abolished, abolished. But then when you read 13th Amendment, it is it is as conditional as a motherfucker. And I was like, how did this, let me, let me find, let me read the, the, ex, the exact words of, of the 13th Amendment. Now I feel like I'm back on uh, Southern Robbery because I'd be uh, <laughs> Googling shit while I'm talking to my name. <laughs> we don't got no Jacob. We don't got no Mitch. But it, says, <laughs> no, no. it says, uh, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude ex- except, that's where the conditions come in, except as a punishment for a crime whereof the party shall be uh shall, shall have been duly convicted shall exist with the United States or any place subjected to their jurisdiction um and it's just so blatant there that i i wish they would teach that in schools because a lot of times in the uh we, are we going to talk like are we going to talk about the school to prison pipeline how a lot of times cuz as someone who got arrested in 7th grade 
I will never forget this. Um, I was arrested for fighting in seventh grade. So I don't know how. Actually, where did you all grow up? So I, I was born in New Orleans, and I came here around middle school age in Houston. Got it. And how about you, Sela? I'm born and raised in Maryland. Got it. So I was, as y'all know, I'm not gonna say where I'm from, and I'm not gonna have everyone make fun of me for saying where I'm from. But I, <laughs> I, but I grew up in Atlanta, in the suburbs of Atlanta, and in Atlanta, when like we had cops at school, like cop cops, like it was called a school resource officer, and the cop, the cop was not there to keep the students safe from outside. <laughs> From like stuff outside the school, the cops were there to keep uh, the students safe from the students. And if you got into a fist fight at school, this started in seventh grade for me. Because when I lived in Mississippi, we didn't have this in Mississippi. It only happened when I got to Atlanta. If you go, to, if you get into a fist fight in seventh grade, you get fully arrested, like handcuffs, booked, court date, everything. Which to me seems like a really aggressive punishment for a seventh grader. because they really can follow you for the rest of your life now i got lucky and i got my record expunged and it just kind of got wiped away this actually things happen things always work out for me that's kind of a a constant in my life like when i was got when i got arrested for um for uh civil rights work um back Mm -hmm. in like 2008 i don't know i can't remember when it was um but back then I ended up going to court and they were like, we'll just throw it out. Just be, just be nice. And because I like, I wrote this great essay about why I didn't want to, you know, be in the system. The, the judge was like, all right, go about your business. But I think the guy that I fought, whose name was Jimmy Carter, by the way, which is kind of hilarious that happened in Georgia. name was Jimmy Carter. Jimmy, (laughs) Jimmy, um, did not get that same thing. So he was basically entered into the system. And it and it wow. seemed like a punishment for a black person who was not as articulate as another black person. So so it felt mm-hmm. like what it felt like to me was I because I was seen as a smart black person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was given this pass. And J- James Carter, the guy that I fought, because he was maybe seen as aggressive or not as smart or whatever, he ended up having to uh do the 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 uh what do you call the it punishment. the punishment which was uh like community service hours and i didn't have to do them hmm. wow. and, it, and and here's the thing and, and if you don't do your community service hours something else something as it, it begins like the parole the whole, being on parole basically mm-hmm. so if you don't yeah. if you don't complete the community service hours then something else will happen and then if you don't do that and then it's just a spiral and that's how it is really easy for young black people to end up that's what they, that's what we mean by school to prison pipeline people are like yeah, how do you end up, it, up and it's that easy it's that it is easy enough to, of like being sick at school or getting sick and not making it to your community service or, or not being able to have a ride because your mom has a job and you are a seventh grader so it's not easy for you to get back and forth to your community service and the next thing you know bam your ass is in jail hmm. that is targeted but it's, it's, it just sounds targeted. Yeah. So why y'all celebrate Juneteenth? What y'all celebrating? No, I'm playing. <laughs> also, can I say too that I'm so glad that you all are finding your space on this on your on your corner of the internet because you know during the quarantine I really leaned into being to existing on the internet. Like there were some folks who were like, "I'm just gonna wait till we open back up," and I was like, "I don't know mm-hmm. when that's happening." I'm telling, you, I immediately was like, "I want to keep working." I dove into doing the pit stop. Um, amping up uh, sibling rivalry, um, 
uh, working on doing my TikTok, my YouTube page. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this time wisely, and that it is so interesting because I'm just right now. When you think to yourself, because when you are in the real world, it feels like you're reaching a lot of people. But when you're on the internet, you really are reaching a much wider audience. It is mm-hmm. so big. So I'm just excited that you all are like, you know, finding your chunk of the internet. Yeah, I am too. I'm really excited just because it's been, it's also like, I I just like the comments of like really people like actually listening and people like having their own like perspective on yep. us going back and forth mm-hmm. and just like people's favorite parts. So it really feels good. Like and, we really and, are just like. And no matter what, do you keep going because I mean, there are times where when, when me and Monet, I, I remember thinking to myself like. You know, we had, we had there were points where we had a really small audience. We did. We had a, we had a for 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 drag race girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for to for a drag race girl. I mean, when we had like a thousand patrons, that wasn't a whole lot, and we had like our our show wasn't getting. But then you just keep stick to it, and then like the people who are into it will just kind of keep getting hooked, and then they'll start telling their friends, and they'll mm-hmm. start telling their friends, and then like it just keeps snowballing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can and also a, a great thing for your Patreon. If you ever want to get more patrons, get into a fight with Tamisha Mod. It really helps your Patreon. Gold. Honestly, we're adding I that would. On. I would. And then she'll I threaten us and say, and then she'll say, "Listen, y'all can come on to TamishaImon.org <laughs> and pay twenty five ninety nine a month." <laughs> which I which I paid like the full because I'm always like, I even support the girls who are shaded to me, and I was like, I'm just gonna see what it is. And I paid it, and I ain't gonna tell y'all not to, but I can't. I can't tell you to. I was like, "Ooh, child!" You don't child. have to tell me not to, cause I wasn't going to. But, I said, um, "Ooh, child, ooh, girl, ooh, ooh, ooh girl." I, I, honestly, when she, cause she like insinuated that you and Monet were going to be on there. So and... what happened was initially we, I, I okay. told Tamisha that I, I called, I call folks like I reach out i call people monet will tell what monet says in the podcast all, all the time whenever me and monet have an issue over the years monet and i've had like maybe like three major fights like three big ones mm-hmm. one was the veganism fight which the one y'all the one on the podcast does not even compare to the one that happened in real life and then we wow. got into an argument um this during quarantine over a phone number i think we mentioned it, it was like this 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 monet monet was i think Monet was being a little because monet does this thing where when she i don't even know how to explain it monet likes to feel the fantasy like it is it monet is a feel the fantasy kind of girl so like when if you see me in monet monet is will be the one who's like decked out in designer things from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet she'll have like a massive like she wears this one poncho or like a like it's a big huge scarf and it's like got massive like gucci symbols on it and then she'll have like a telfar bag and then like a balenciaga purse and then like i mean she spends so much money on this but i think it's a big part of it's like monet like feeling like the fantasy like the rich bitch fantasy and mm-hmm. i am a little bit um a little more subdued than that mm-hmm. and usually my designer bags are almost all coach and that's because i'm a, I'm a coach person and they give me these bags i like i also mm-hmm. happen i also happen to love coach i have bought some coach bags as well um but i've just grown to like love the company and um i do have two i i, I got a couple of designer bags a, a couple of the girls bullied me asia o'hara and kim chi specifically bullied me into buying designer bags um 
when we were on tour one time. Um, they they booked me into buying a Burberry fanny pack and a um, Versace backpack. Um, and I Did lost you use the, it. I lost the. Well, oh my god! I, I lost like, the backpack. Didn't we hear that you lost these? Backpacks? Yes, I lost the backpack on an airplane with my with two laptops inside the backpack. Like oh, you, I remember the story. Gag, gagatrandra. Uh, I was that fucked me up, but I still had the fanny pack. Um, anyway, so like so, so sometimes Monet would just be kind of like in these like feel the fantasy like moods, and she would like diva out on me. <laughs> And I'll be like, bitch, I'm the reason you have a podcast, bitch. <laughs> I think like, this is a lame every week. Let's go. Like, make it make sense. Uh, but Monet, like, like we'll be talking sometime, Monet. Like, but also, it's not really how she is. Like, she'll have, like, a little fake diva moment. But then Monet's like, uh, she's fucking Colleen. She's a little kitty cat in real life. Like, she's not... <laughs> She's like Monet, like like we'll like we'll be headed somewhere. And Monet will be like, and they better fucking have my shit ready. And then we get there, and Monet and Monet's like, so did you guys have the <laughs> the things on my rider? But in the car, you was like, if these niggas better have my shit lined the fuck up. If I see one thing wrong, it's going the fuck down. And then we put Monet be like, did you guys have? But the funny thing is, actually, I'm the one who does that oh, when I get goodness. there. Like when I get there. <laughs> I mean, you've heard the story about me getting into an argument with the um, producer for not having my bananas. We had this this show, and he didn't have my fucking bananas and protein shakes. And I lost my shit. To be fair, I was hungry. When I'm hungry and tired and overseas and jet lagged, it's a wrap. So it, it's so weird how me and Monet like are. We really swap roles in you know in, in front of people, and then and then sometimes when but we also balance each other out. Like when Monet gets hyphy, I get like thoughtful and then when I get really mad Monet's like Bob like let's think about this so we really have a great balance between like if one of us is really hypey the other one will be like let's let's discuss what you're feeling right. at least you'll like kind of swap it out Alexis is like chill mode 24 7 like her freak out <laughs> is very relaxed it's very me I fully am like I'm panicked what happened what's going on this isn't done how is this not on time what's like I panic and then it is mm. and then it heightens especially if like I'm hungry or I'm tired and I have an attitude it's a wrap like it's a wrap if it's not done now at this very second I have a yeah. problem yeah I I I feel that and it is it's hunger the anger, the hunger the the stuff compounded like one thing on top of the next and that's why everyone always asks like who's the biggest diva between me Shangela, and Eureka and I'm like I'm saying it's me and I'm not being and that's not me trying to like do the pageant answer that's like it probably <laughs> is me because whenever but 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 I also respect people I'm not a diva in the way that I'm like I mean, if you ask anyone on the set of We're Here, they'll be like, Bob is just, Bob is really respectful. But I also am, like, for example, on, I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast, but on um, the set of the promo shoot for season eight of Drag Race, there was this dress that they asked me, they, they tell you to get ready for the promo. So I had to, so there's a whole different company that does the promo. It's not, World of Wonder does not make the commercials for Drag Race. It is Viacom. And then Viacom usually mm. hires a production company to do that. So they have its own little team doing the promo. Um, so I'm. Is this a shoe? Is this the shoe story or is this the. No, it was a dress. No, it's a dress. I feel it's, like it's the, I've dress. heard of this one. So I made this dress. I was like sending them fabric and stuff, being like, is this dress? Is this silhouette? Right. I made it. Something for this. That was great. I used my time to get ready for Drag Race. I only had two weeks. 
making this dress and all this other stuff. I made it myself. And then when I got there, they were like, no, you, you can't wear that dress. And then I was like, well, now we have a problem. And also the dress was, <laughs> I didn't have to wear boobs or hip pads with the dress. It was just a corset. Um, or like a little shapewear because I was so skinny back then. But it was like a little <laughs> bit of shapewear. But then they're trying to get me to wear like slim fitting clothing, but I didn't have any of my pads, my pads or any of that, any of that stuff on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back and forth with the designers. Mm-hmm. And at one point there was, it was me with like six producers around me. And they're all trying to tell me to wear this dress. And other girls like, Bob, we've only filmed one episode. You can't be acting like this. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going out there in the promo image that will follow me around for the rest of my life looking like a fucking um, background extra in a fucking civil rights movie. They had me in these white white gloves and like a <laughs> coat. And like, the, it was the white gloves. The white gloves honestly sent me. I don't mean like a cute mesh. It was like, it was like, like, it was like those white gloves. And I was like, y'all, I'm not, not wearing this. Slave. Girl, bury that. Very fiddle playing <laughs> nigga in the house. And I was like, not on this black day. Not on my black life, this thing. So I ended up having all the producers like surrounding me being like, and, and I remember being like, I'm not I'm not wearing this. So y'all need to figure it out because I'm not going on camera. And all the other girls like, Bob, you are really diving out. Like, I'm not diving out. But they like reneged on me and... I'm just holding up my end of the bargain, and I don't want to look right. bad. Like, what do they care if I look bad? They 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 will never be tied to this moment ever. I'm the right. one who will be inextricably tied to this photograph until the end of time. I don't feel like that's a that's I don't I don't feel like you that's you being a diva though. That's just like that's bitch. Fair. You're not about to make me look bad for the rest of my that being the beginning of like a major right. part of my career. Like it's 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 like when um when Nicki Minaj was like if I ate the pickles <laughs> then I'd be the I'd, I'd be drinking pickle juice for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> exactly. So at that moment I was like bitch I'm not drinking pickle juice. <laughs> and if y'all don't know that quote type in Nicki Minaj pickle juice it's one of the best quotes ever. Like I <laughs> I bossed up on them. I, I had that memorized at some point. I can't. This so one good. was a was a what was it the bar she was a complete Barb complete Barb. I mean I feel you. It's like. It was. I'm. I'm. I'm a huge Nicki stan. Like I love Nicki. I'm a she's, Beyonce she's stan. <laughs> I and I and I like Beyonce. I, sometimes I wish I like Beyonce. Sometimes I don't realize how much I like Beyonce. But I will say, uh, Beyonce album and and before was like my main Beyonce era. And I and I like mm-hmm. obviously like a lot of like a lot of her new stuff too. I mean, um, but yeah, I I was. I was... I literally, I have, like, endless stories about being a, like, Beyonce stan stan and, like, having her, like, a shrine. And then I remember, like, I got kicked out of the lunchroom because everybody in the high school knew me as a Beyonce stan. And so so the guys would, like, the guys would literally, like, fuck with me. And then they would come over and they'd be like, Beyonce is a crazy-ass bitch. And I was, like, 15. And I was like, I'll show you a crazy-ass bitch. You want to see a crazy-ass bitch? (laughs) Yeah, Beyonce like, fans be acting <laughs> wild sometimes. Did you see the clips of um? There's a clip of Beyonce on stage, and she's like, you know, when she'll finish a number and just like stand there, and mm-hmm. then and then she looks out at Todrick Hall, who's filming her, and she goes, <laughs> "Hey, Todrick," and it is one of the craziest moments. I don't know why that is like so wild to me. Beyonce like performing and then stopping and looking straight into the camera and going, "Hey, Todrick," I was like. Could you I have imagine? never. I mean, well, right. I've, I've I've had Beyonce kiss well, this yeah. cheek. So when? What? Me. Why did? What was going on? 
Oh, I went to, it was for my 18th birthday and I got VIP tickets and didn't tell my parents and then went up to the front. I have like a whole YouTube video. I posted on YouTube and I have a story time on the whole thing. Went link up to below. the little section. Yeah, link below if you want if you want to watch that. <laughs> went up to the section and then that little beehive section. Those beehive fans, like when you are a beehive stand, they look out for you. And so I was like, it's my birthday and I came by myself and I really want her to sing happy birthday to me. And like in that section, you can't bring in posters because like she's like in your face. Yeah. And so I had a little, my sister like made this thing that said, hey, B, it's my B day. Like she decked it out. It was really cool. And I told this lady and she was like, okay, I got you, girl. So Beyonce going to sing Halo at the end and she going to walk over there first. And then she like beehive knows her routine. Yeah. She was like, she's going to walk over this way. When she walk over this way, hold it up. Beyonce starts walking over. I hold it up for dear life. And you know when you feel, oh no, it was like this. And it was like fully me shaking like, please see this, Beyonce, please see this. And then literally, I, you know when you feel somebody looking at some, at you? Like I felt it and then my wrists kind of went numb a little bit because I was like, did she, did she see it? Shit. And then she was close. And then she was like, nah. And then we started closing the show up. And I was like, oh, it's okay, whatever, folded it up, put it in my pocket. She came back over and was like, I saw it was somebody's birthday. And I just stared at her. I was like, is it me? And then literally everyone in that section was like, bitch, you say it. It's you. It's your birthday. And I was like, it's me. And then she sang it. And then she was just so sweet. That's and gave amazing. Me, yeah, she sang it and then gave me a hug and then gave me a kiss and then was like, I'm sorry. I'm sweaty and kind of like rubbed my face. And I was like, ah, and then I fell out. It was a whole <laughs> thing. Have you seen that clip of that woman? Like Beyonce singing. She puts the mic in that woman's face. She goes, ooh. That was fully you. <laughs> it's oh my gosh. It was fully, fully me. And I was just like so happy. And then like I've been to like seven Beyonce concerts. Like, I don't play. Like, I, I literally <laughs> I have a hard time going to concerts. And like the truth is, if I cannot be in the utmost VIP section, this is even before I had any amount of fame. I cannot. So I used to have this friend that I would go to concerts with. By the way, who ended up being like a crazy Trump supporter. He was like this 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 black Jewish Canadian l- lawyer who ended up being like a crazy Trump supporter. But then also he ended up like being on drugs and was like, "Girl, I was going through a lot. Like I had a lot going on in my life." And I was like, "I feel you, boo." Anyway, <laughs> I would go to he was he was obsessed with like going to concerts. So I would I would just go to concerts with him and he was like he was at the shortest six foot four. He's taller than I am. He's like six, probably six, four, six, five. And we would always get to the concerts first and we'd be, he would stand directly behind me. And like, I mean, like, like, like dick to my ass, like, because, and that's because we weren't dating or anything. I mean, he was really hot. But anyway, I would be like pressed against the stage because there were so many people behind us wanting to see, we saw like Natalia, Natasha kills, is it Natalia Kills? Natasha Kills? Um, all these like all these like kind of indie vibe type bands, oh, and wow. like we would just get sm- it was like so wild. And then I did once go to a a Kesha concert, but I did not. Um, I didn't get the VIP section, and I was just like, I'm just gonna. And it was it ended up being too much for me. I was like, I cannot, I cannot, I can. That was the last concert I went to. That's not true. I, I honestly... To, I went to Kesha concert again, but that was because I tweeted about being at Kesha concert, and then Kesha's people reached out and was like, oh my God, if I would have known, I would have given you the VIP treatment. So then I got the VIP treatment mm, at another concert. Work. 
But if I cannot have the ultimate VIP treatment, and maybe that's that, maybe that's my one bougie bitch thing, but like I cannot be in the. Oh, I went to go see uh, who's the rapper, um, Kendrick Lamar. I went to see mm. Kendrick Lamar, um, but I went with Alana Glazier, um, Michelle. Was Buto. it VIP? It, it was, so it was not VIP. It was me, Sashir Zameda, Alana Glazier, Michelle Buto, and I think one other person. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, this is not, like, we're just, <laughs> we're mixing with these normal people. No, I'm kidding. Like, we were like, like, <laughs> it just takes. Well, I was just about to say, I like going to, like, the regular parts and, like, meeting people just to, like, hang out with during the concert. Well, no one knows who I was. Like, I'm not that famous. But, like, it was just, like, it takes so long to get in. And it takes so long to get out. And it takes like a 40 minutes to go to the bathroom and like the train, like the subway system. You have to wait on the platform like for like six trains to go by before you can even fit on the train. And if you're driving, it's a fucking wrap. Like it is for me, it is too much. It is just Honestly, too much. that's where I'm at now. That's where I'm at now because I think that I've like gotten my like, I'm going to be in the crowd, but also I was like a young teenager. So like, I'm just going to have fun, whatever. And like, I've been to like Made in America twice and I was like, never again. And if I do go, I'm getting VIP. But if I also go to any concert, I'm also just getting VIP because yeah. I refuse. I refuse and I'll just come when I want. I'll and come you, when I'm. Yeah. And as you get older, that really, because when I was going to those concerts with my, fr- with my friend, I was like in my early 20s. And it was like it was like chill and it was whatever, but like I don't even like being in loud restaurants. Like if I'm in a restaurant <laughs> and the music's too loud, I'm like, y'all need to turn it down. Like I can't Literally, even talk to my friends. Same. Like why y'all well, got I the music so loud? But concerts in like post 2020, 2021, how is that even gonna look? Like Girl. is it I feel like once everything opens up, everybody's gonna be everywhere and there's gonna be no precautions. Like it's gonna be Worse than a regular concert. I'll say right now, whenever like. next time I'm at at, at a social at an event like that, I'll be on stage. So I cannot, <laughs> like, I cannot from the audience. I mean, I I did go. To, I went to the Drive and Drag, um, show to support Naomi Smalls and Bianca Del Rio and and and, and the other girls too, but mostly those two. And I like I had to reach out to the producer to, to the promoter who I, who does work the world, which I which me and Monet have both done, and I was like, I need like. Mm, the VIP treatment because I can't mm. I can't do it it's it's just <laughs> mm-hmm. too, it's it is and I know that makes me sound bougie and I'm the, I'm talking about how Monet's like in her Gucci and stuff but that's where I would rather spend my money is is like comfort in those situations you know I don't feel like that's bougie I feel like that's I'm thinking smart and I'm thinking ahead and I know what's gonna work for me and what don't work for me and I just yeah. want to be comfortable Point blank period. Like exactly. I really feel right. like if I if I can afford a VIP ticket, I'm gonna pay for a VIP ticket. If I can't, I'm not going. I'm have like, you all ever been to one of our live things? Mm-mm, no. I have my ticket. Okay, so listen. So <laughs> my 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 sibling rivalry ticket. They've told it, it says that I can't no refunds whatever, and I was like, well, I'll just wait <laughs> for the show to start. <laughs> Girl, that's girl. Me too, girl. Like we're all just, we're all just waiting for the show to start. It, it just keeps getting pushed, and yeah. hopefully, this this next one is like the one. Like it is. I mean, we're there. We there. There's the vaccine. There's the vaccines. There's like the numbers are dropping. Bitch, I'm so jealous of Australia. 
I can't even. I, I, I see Courtney act like in the sh- like making out at like in the middle of a circle jerk. And I'm like, girl, Literally. I fucking wish like I, I I'm so jealous of what they have going on in Australia right now, to be honest. I'm looking at we, right we have a friend who lives out there and watch out to Instagram Jamila fully. Uh, they're on the beach every day, like living the life like blue skies clear waters like and then like okay. and then fully will like you know she's like fa- she's like fully facetime me like so the days are so off so like it'll be like eight in the morning for me and like for her she's like at the club and mm-hmm. she's just like i just made out with like three girls and i'm like i hate you so much <laughs> so jealous. and not to mention like right now so i'm looking at their cases they have the entire country had three cases today Wait, is one of you is one of you dating someone, or is that like a are y'all being Twitter silly, or is that a real thing? Alexis, it's you, isn't it? (laughs) Wait, was that was that were y'all being like Twitter, or y'all like really dating? No, we really are. Oh my god, it was like it it felt like back in the day. I mean, when uh, on Facebook you would announce your relationships. (laughs) I don't know if y'all remember this, but back in the day. You would always check to see, like, once you date someone, you would update your relationship status on Facebook. So tell me about who you're dating. Who is this? Like, this is so cute. I was remember being like, I don't know if they're being silly or what, because it, it felt no. like one of those. It felt like this is who I'm dating, and everyone be like, <laughs> See, I told you that Monet and uh, Jasmine Rice used to pretend to date. Did I ever tell y'all that? Jasmine yeah. Rice is yeah. this, is this uh, drag queen in New York City, and, and they used to pretend to date all the time. It was I was like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> No, she's. But no, I really am, and we met. We met like doing a podcast. So she was friends with Selene first, because we were doing club. We ended up doing Clubhouse, which (laughs) I remember you were on that app for like a day, and you were like, "This ain't it." Well, the thing about Clubhouse is like I prefer stereo, not just because they were sponsoring us for a while, but well, one, they pay their creators. And two, like, you can never lose control of the room. I made the mistake mm-hmm. of inviting, not the mistake, let me, let me, let me watch my words. I invited Silky Nutmeg and Ash into my room, and she <laughs> is like a, she's like really good at Clubhouse. So she started like put, bringing people up to the stage and then removing people. And then people started, then someone knocked Boomer Banks off the stage, and then I got knocked off. And the next thing I knew, I just completely lost the room. I was like, I don't even know what happened. I, I completely lost the room. Silky is um, a, a lovely continuous member of our our drag race clubhouse. Um. She's re- she's really good at clubhouses. She knows how to like have yeah, fun with it with the changing the pictures and stuff like that. But she took my room, like she took my room from me, <laughs> and then it was no longer mine. It, it felt like like I am the captain. Like it felt like that. <laughs> I guess. But I that's know. how, so yeah, we, me and um, the person she's speaking to right now, uh, we started it together and then they started talking on Twitter and it really just yeah, blossomed. Yeah, so she slid into my DMs and then we started talking like back in February and then we just met up. Like I, like, I literally just got in here. Oh, Sneaky night. Link. Come on, Sneaky Link. <laughs> <laughs> I can be your Sneaky Link. <laughs> it was fully sloppy, like. <laughs> <laughs> it was fully like it was like she was talking to me on one end and she was like i mean i'm interested in um in alexis and i was like and then i told alexis and then i was like alexis you know maybe 
You know. Like, I bet die. you won't shoot your shot. I bet you won't shoot your <laughs> shot. <laughs> it was only that. It was like that. Look it's at Alexis. Look at Alexis blushing. You're so cute. Look at you. <laughs> and I'm just ready for 2020 to be a hot girl. That's, I mean, not 2020, right. 2021. That's fully been my my whole thing. I was like, I went on a date yesterday, guys. And like, I already told him, I was like, listen, so you going to invite me to your place? He was or, like, oh, you trying to come over? It's I was like, he was like, oh, you trying to come over? I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that I have a prediction that Monet is going to get booed up here in LA. Uh, I I just see it for, I her. for her. I mean, the last time that Monet was dating was that guy that 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 we talked about on the podcast who was a a little bit of a a little bit of a race chaser. I don't know if you y'all know you know what race chasers mm-hmm. are. For those mm-hmm. of you who are listening, don't know race, a race chaser is someone who basically fucks drag race girls. Um, and there we a lot of us have like we go to towns. And then we end up hooking up with someone, and then you talk to another girl, and then another girl's like, oh, I fucked him, too. Oh, I fucked him, too. Oh, I fucked him, too. And you're like, oh, my God, this person's a full-on race chaser. Like, they're they are mm-hmm. Pokemoning us all. They're, they're collecting us all. <laughs> I mean, I, they I have the list. Up, I hooked up with this one guy one time, and, like, like in the, like, I got to his house, and he was like, I don't want to make this awkward, but I've already, he goes, um, he goes, I know, I know who you are, and I fucked Detox once, so I'm, like, not going to be nervous. And I was like, "Why would you tell me that at the top not, of the not night?" Not detox as the test run. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, I was like, not a, <laughs> not a test drive on detox." I was like, "He's like, I got my nerves out with detox, so now I'm good." And then now he also really put and, in that. And word. then he also was like, he was like telling me what detox did during their hookup, and he was like, "Well, at this point, detox did this," and I was like, "Nigga, you need to call detox back if you." If, <laughs> The disrespect. Can, it was imagine. A step by step. I mean, not a step by step, but one way he was like, "Well, detox did do this to me," and I was like, "You're also you're 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 you're. It's okay for you to ask me to do things to you, just and that can be the whole thing. It doesn't have to be. Well, detox did this, but also maybe you know they, they were more compatible than us. You know, maybe. Wow, that is that is crazy. I yeah, I don't know how y'all be doing that. <laughs> But I really do. We was actually just talking about how when we want how when we get Monet on a podcast, we want to talk about dating and like being cute and stuff like that. So maybe you ask Monet single ass about dating. I have two fucking boyfriends. <laughs> ask me about dating. <laughs> that is <laughs> what the fuck is Monet gonna tell you about dating? That single ass lonely hoe. It's gonna be her and Colleen. <laughs> what the What the hell does Monet know about dating? Ask that bitch about keeping up with cats. I can't. I can't. Well, I cannot. That is very true. You do. <laughs> that is very true. That is very. Well, I was just um presented with uh the 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 ask of, hey, would you be okay with being in an open relationship? And I had never uh, thought about it. And I was like, yes, but also I was like, well, I don't know. Let me think about it like a little bit more but i also was like well what would you consider cheating and like what is your like guidelines i was asking questions because i just don't know i've never really thought about it especially because i was like raised christian super christian and then being like that doesn't exist like you're supposed to be with one person in that and i'm but i also don't really necessarily believe in that i just i feel like it's true it is it is really hard to break that i mean i was raised christian too so when i bring my two partners home for 
Christmas or whatever. And one of them is Jewish and one of them is a trans Mexican guy. Um, you know, there is some explaining to my family if I, if I if I want them to be able to understand us. And I don't owe them an explanation, yeah. but if I want them to be part of my life, it probably will help if I explain, you know, what's up with me and my partners. I mean, I'm also one of the only folks in my family who's not a Christian. And um, I'm not the only queer in my family, but I am one of the only people who's who's explicitly like I'm not a Christian. Like when y'all be praying, like I'll I'll I'll, I'll bow my head, I'll bow my head, but like I'm not like I'm not I'm not a Christian. Like I'm not gotcha. I'm not gonna pray for you. You can ask me to. I'm not gonna. Sometimes I pray for my mom because she really asks me. And I'm like okay, and then I'll be like, dear God, please. Please keep my mom in your heart. But also, like, God must be here. If there is a God, he'd be here in my pathetic-ass prayers and be like, nigga, I'm not answering that shit. God, like, can you, like, help my mom or some shit? Like, damn. She really believe in you, so please just look out for her, you know. And you know, God be like, not this sorry-ass prayer. God be like... Not, not this. So, quote with Nikki. Um, child. Anyway, yeah, anyway. so <laughs> big boobs. I love <laughs> big boobs. Um, child. Anyway, so I cannot. Oh, Bob. So we wanted to also okay before you go because we wanted to talk about real quick about the Drag Race fandom and yes, like let's it talk was... about this fucking fandom, Mary. <laughs> because I was thinking about it also, like on my way here, but. Like this, I guess it was more so like the energy or the statements that some of the black queens were saying was like that you and Monet have, I get, what was it? It's, it's more, they, I don't know if they were upset with the type of fans that you were, but like you are more popular, like you're more liked within the fandom. Um, but also the fandom is a lot of it is like white <laughs> people. Yeah. Well, it, what what was really annoying me was this insinuation that Monet and I have cultivated a space for white people. When what happens is when you are a drag race girl, white people not it's not just drag race. When you are a person in the world, white people n- land in your Hello. space, and and, and, and Monet and I do, aren't, aren't telling white people they're not welcome. You're you're welcome as well. And it's really weird. Like for example, I went to Black Girl. I did Black Girl Magic. Monet did it twice. And when I was there. The audience was mostly white people. I don't think it's because the vixen is cultivating a space for whiteness. It's because if you're a, you are a drag race girl, you promote an event, white people are going to show up in droves. There are mm-hmm. just more white people in the fan base than there are black people in the fan base. Drag The drag race fandom is a microcosm of America. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, of course, when you go there, it's going to be... And, and I didn't think it was weird. I think that, that that Black Girl Magic is actually a beautiful celebration of black queer artists. Um, and it's amazing to see. And it's amazing to, like, have these people have... Because uh, there are black people there, too. Like, just like there are black mm-hmm. people at Minimal Monet shows, black people on our Patreon, black people in our in the TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff. But, um, no, we, we have not shut white people out of, out of these spaces. No, we have not. Yeah. And I, so it's so interesting for me as well. Cause like for me, I was introduced to drag by, I wasn't by Drag Race. It was going to a drag show in DC. And for Tatiana, me. Tatiana, right? No. <laughs> but Tatiana <laughs> is in the DMV area, yes. Yeah. She's so, wild. That girl's wild, wild. Oh, I've, I've, uh, I've met her. 
I met her this like one night and they were like, oh yeah, Tatiana was like 22 tequila shots in. And I was like, oh, it was, it was, a, it was a light night for her. That was been it. She, she was taking it easy <laughs> that night. I thought it was like, cause I, she, I met her at the bar and she was like, you want a shot? I'm gonna get you a shot. And then like got me, <laughs> I was like, this is very interesting. That's but, <laughs> so the audience, the audience that I had seen were all black women. And then when I like was watching Drag Race and got into Drag Race more, I was like, this is very, this is, it was more of a shock for me. Cause I was just yeah. like, oh, there's a lot of white people here. This is, it was just, I just, I had, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it happened for me too. Be- being in the, from the New York City drag scene, the New York City drag scene is a lot of mostly a mab queer people, mostly. And um and there were and there were lots of black people in the crowd. It wasn't mostly black people, but it was a lot of black people in the crowd. And then I became a drag race girl. A drag race girl. Some people would say I'm the drag race girl. No, I'm kidding. I became a drag race girl and then it became a lot more AFAB um people in the and mm-hmm. anyone listening, AMAP means assigned male at birth, meaning basically born with a dick, and AFAB means assigned female at birth, basically born with a pussy. Um anyway, um, and then the white the fan base became a lot wider, a lot younger, and a lot more AFAB. So it was a an adjustment for me to mm-hmm. to learn that basically. Mm. Yeah. Alexa, did you want to ask this next question? <laughs> what is it? What's the question? Because <laughs> I don't know what's the next question. Oh, okay. No, because I also because I wanted to go in. No, because I also wanted to ask about like if your relationships have with the some because so, like a lot of the oh. white queens have like gotten shit for not speaking out, and I mean valid, um, because Alexis and I <laughs> are yeah. like pretty we're known for specifically calling out Trixie and Katya mm-hmm. um, last year. But has your relationship <laughs> <laughs> has your like relationship changed with some of these these queens as like time has like progressed and like like has any you know personal relationship like really altered or really sh- like has 2020 really shined a light on any personal relationships you have with like certain queens um i will say that one of the most beautiful things to come out of 2020 for me was me and peppermint getting closer like i've always admired peppermint as like a mentor but also this year because of working on a black court town hall and because we we used to live really close to it. we used to live like about maybe a 15 minute walk from each other so I would like walk over to Pep's play. She came to watch uh, Black as King at my place. We would hang out, play video games, just do different things. She hated video games, by the way. She hates, we're playing video games tomorrow too, but she hates video <laughs> games. Anyway, and we would do these things together. We'd do Black Court Town Hall. Um, we do, we did some college gigs together. So that that was something that like, that came out of 2020 and the events. But out of, between like the white girls, I mean, not really. I mean, me and Trixie had a chat about why I think it is important to say Black Lives Matter. I also had a chat with Gigi Gorgeous, who is not really a friend of mine. I don't, I don't have anything against you. Like we're, we're just not friends. Like we barely know each other. Um, and but no, I haven't had like any like big falling outs with any white queens based on their um, politics surrounding. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm, I'm not really that many friends with that many queens like that. To be honest, my, my closest drag friends are Monet, obviously. Peppermint, clearly. Uh, Naomi, Kim, um, Trixie, Cracker, Layla McQueen, um, uh, Bianca Del Rio, and that's about it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. So, I, so like three of them are white girls, like Trixie, Layla, and um, and who who did I say? Cracker, or like mm-hmm, or like yeah. the white girls that I know. Yeah, but I have white that friends. Was something... I have a white partner. <laughs> <laughs> some, of my, some of my best friends are white, so. <laughs> so you're not racist. So I'm Got not it. racist. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was because I when Alexis and I also were talking about the whole you know what this this topic the last topic that we had labeled when it came between like the the black queens like coming coming for Monet and like shading you or whatever um we literally literally (laughs) titled this specific section and this is Alexis's idea (laughs) was black queen on black queen crime (laughs) I love that but it and is, so it is, it is weird. I feel like there is a, in my opinion, it is a product of racism when you feel mm-hmm. the need to compare yourself to other black people and insinuate that the black people at the top have somehow done something for white people to earn their position. It discredits right. them. It takes away from their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the only reason they have what they have is because they have sold their soul to the white because devil. Right. They're kissing somebody asses and I can't. And, and, and it takes away everything that that black queen has accomplished and everything they have done. And it diminishes. Um, and and it, it, it is basically the concept of like pitting light skinned people against dark skinned people, house slaves yeah. against field slaves, the musicians against the cooks, um, you know, or, or, or elevating like how in, in the in the position of like in, in the slave world they would elevate one slave to a high position to be over the other slaves and that person that like people hate that it's very Samuel Jackson and Django um, and Jake, I was just I was thinking <laughs> that as you said it and, and that carries on and then people have people I guess feel like if a black person is in good graces with the fandom then it must be because not actually I want to be clear most people don't think this most people mm-hmm. are can see through the bullshit of that, but they're like, if they're if you're in the good graces of the fandom, then you must have done something nefarious mm-hmm. to get there. Right. When the whole situation with the vixen happened, personally for me, also just like like the statements that she was like making towards Monet, like it was. I'm not gonna lie. For me, ended up being triggering just because I felt like. She was like policing Monet's blackness. There's no felt like she was. Let, not let, felt like. Yes, you're let's right. Let's not miss words. So we should she question was, Monet's blackness. There yeah. we go. Yeah. So. Absolutely questioning her blackness. And 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 Salem, you definitely probably know this as a person who has immigrant parents. I think you have immigrant. Did you say you have, yeah? You have immigrant yes, parents. Yes, I do. And Monet has immigrant parents too. So if you yeah. have, if you are a black person in America with immigrant parents, especially if you're raised in New York, Monet is raised in New York City and and uh, and Saint Lucia. So obviously mm-hmm. her experience will not be the same as someone raised in the South Side of Chicago. Yeah. It is. It is a completely different experience. It is very valid. Monet's black experience is very valid, but then. Vixen was doing things like being like, I can't believe Monet called me a nigga. Like almost insinuating that her song, her music is not, there's there's more niggas in her music than on the south side of Chicago. Her shit's full of niggas. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so don't act like all of a sudden yes. now you're like, I, can, I cannot believe Monet just called me a nigga. This yeah. is crazy. But, but she also had called Monet an Oreo. Which like, is I so was... crazy. I would much, like, if a black person calls me a nigga, even in a derogatory way, Versus a black person calling me an Oreo and, and, you know, being a black person who, because I speak the way that I speak or because mm-hmm. I have achieved things that I've achieved, black people sometimes, 
black people want to take away your blackness because your struggle is not the same as theirs. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that like, ugh, like seeing that for me. Like, in ahead, this community, we're just all so weird just in general because of who us as a being. So for black people within the same community to call out one person over the other, it just feels a little like for the vixen. I'm like, how is this? pro-black like i keep questioning how is this pro-black if you keep like wanting to ride this parade of being like i'm pro-black and like all i do is like ride for black people but yet this is what you're deciding to do like how is this beneficial in any way yeah i mean it's the same yeah yeah it's it's the answer is it's not it is it is not you know what i mean and it really isn't. and i and i speak on it a lot um because it is important to me I know that uh, Monet's probably going to stop speaking on it, which is probably wise, and I probably should. But <laughs> but I'm also like, you know, another thing about me is, and I'm not going to lie to y'all, can I be honest with you? Mm-hmm. I like fighting. This, this is, too. I'm sure, not a shock. You, you two are both like, bitch, tell us something shocking. <laughs> Like our faces were like, like, oh, okay. like, oh yeah, what's, our faces what, not moving yeah, at what, all. What's like. the what's the thing you want to tell us? <laughs> I was like, what's the shocker? <laughs> like, bitch, I like fighting, and I and I, I don't I don't love it about myself, but like, it, and I think it honestly goes back to like my days of like activism and like everything. Like, I like to fucking fight, especially if I think there's a greater cause Good, to yeah. what I have to say. And if yeah. I can talk to people about, like, black people not policing, and I have engaged in the problematic behavior of policing black people's blackness myself. I'm guilty of it in my past, and I certainly mm-hmm. try not to do it today. It is very hard. It is very hard to watch Candace Owens navigate in the world and not want to police her blackness. It feels impossible. But mm-hmm. even though Candace Owens is off her fucking gourd, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that her blackness is not valid. Because mm-hmm. I always have to remember to myself, if I had all of your experiences, bitch, I would be just the fuck like you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. see, and for so I was saying for me that like seeing the vixen do that personally, it was triggering for me just because I got called growing up. I was called an Oreo. Growing up, they were like, "You don't you listen to all, like alternative music? You listen to rock? Oh, you don't listen to hip hop and rap all day? You don't speak like this or whatever?" And I. And especially because, like, I grew up in an African culture household while also growing up in an American culture. So I'm like, two cultures, am I not doing something right? Is this wrong? Like, I just felt wrong as a black person and as a black woman. Like, I was just like, so who am I and what am I? Am I not good enough for this community? Do I need to do this? Like, it just, I hated it. And so for me to see the Vixen do that and then the Vixen also very much support so promote like oh bl- pro black and then having like the the shows that you know that she creates i was just like you are completely contradicting yourself yeah. and as someone who is a fan of like your art like it just it was so it's like i'm just like you just none of it made sense anymore and and i mean part of me ugh. wants to talk to her because i like talking things out and a part of me is like i think i have i might need to just let it go yeah, I mean, I also saw the live that you had with the Vixen, um, and, and it was, yes, and I saw that, and I was like, I don't even think there's a real point to have a conversation with the Vixen about, because the Vixen was very, at least from my perspective, the Vixen was just kind of like, I'm not trying to hear you. Well, like, she was also saying that, things that weren't true, and it's really hard to to 
to have a conversation with someone when they're, when they're just either saying things that aren't true or like being like, well, what about this thing? This other thing that I have in my, in my, in my bag. What about this one clip from y'all's podcast um, from, from mm-hmm. months ago? What, what, what about this interview that, that Monet, where Monet said this, I can't prove that she said it, but I was there and she said it. Or what about this? Mm-hmm. What about this one? Like it make that makes right. it really hard to have a conversation with someone. When you're yeah. arguing about who's right and you're not arguing about what's right, you have lost the argument. I'm writing that on a t-shirt. Write Fully. it. And, and I will sue you <laughs> if you try to sell it. I will sue. This. I'm just kidding. I'm playing, I'm playing solo. I was trying to make a couple bucks, Bob. <laughs> just needed to make some cash out here. I'm playing. It's been tough. I'm in grad school, okay? I need to pay my bill. <laughs> what are you studying in grad school? Um, I study, com- for master's, uh, I study communications management. So, right. I'm because here's be here's the goal though because <laughs> in the public relations communications field there are not that many black people and also they're very like well, specific. Can, this Candace Owens. Owens. What? Uh huh. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Her. <laughs> Mm. And this is how I end up in messy situations. Trying to be funny, <laughs> yeah. See, trying to be funny, and now, now everyone now is going to be like Candace Owens and Salem are going to be <laughs> enemies because of something I said. I'm like, now Candace Owens about to spank that ass. And the next thing you know, you and Candace are going to be in the Twitter fight all because of me. No, see, here's the thing: as being a, a Beyonce stan, I've learned from Beyonce to just don't say nothing and then just succeed on your like, just prove it with your success. So. Well, I'm 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 a Nikki fan, so I learned scrap, <laughs> fight, go to the Met Gala and hit that bitch. Hit that bitch. Let that bitch leave with a knot on her head. Head. And I'm a I Cardi cannot. fan, so I'm gonna be there. Exactly. <laughs> I like Cardi and Nikki, so I tell you how we do. And I'm a Beyonce uppity, like I'm just not fully just standing there in the elevator not doing anything and then walking over Literally. the threshold Listen, to get in my when, car. when Michelle Obama say uh, when they go low we go high I was like bitch not me not the Auntie fuck me like, you go high I go to hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yes when you go low bitch I hit a dip like I'm on legendary and go lower <laughs> But I eventually. Oh no! I just I was I just eventually want to start my own digital communications company, and the plan is to do what the white people do, where they hire one black person for every ten white people. So I'm gonna just hire ten ten black people for every one. (laughs) Well, you know, if you want to if you want to get started at at a small startup business, there's a a a new digital communication company called the Tamisha Amon Network. You can head Uh over there. I heard they have some great positions. Mm, I don't think I'm interested. I think I'm gonna pass on that one. (laughs) But uh, it's wonderful that that has been started for that person. (laughs) Y'all are messier than me. Y'all messier than me. We don't really have that much to lose, to be honest. <laughs> don't fight with a nigga that ain't got shit to lose. The worst thing you do is fight with a nigga that ain't got shit to lose. Some, someone said, never fight a guy in um uh in basketball shorts and uh uh who's wearing white socks with with slides because that nigga has nothing, nothing. to lose. He has nothing. He At has all. given up on life. N- Mama, he, n- he tapped out. Never find a bitch that has like a little bitty uh ponytail that's like a nub. <laughs> that bitch has nothing that, nothing to lose. <laughs> she has nothing to lose. 
Nothing, mama. Nothing. Oh my gosh, I cannot. Well, I gotta get Anyways, ready for this. Wow. Uh, for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Y'all gonna be at the party? Yeah. Y'all probably got. Yeah. I. I will. I will. I, I'm, I'm gonna have my cousin make me another little drink. That is the plan for this week. I am drinking and I am sleeping because this is my little break Work. <laughs> from. Yeah. From the semester. And I'm about to go watch We're Here, uh, episode two, season one, over on the Patreon, because we got shut down from World of Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm going to watch it, because I, I honestly love We're Here. It's literally one of my favorite shows. It is. It's, it's a tearjerker. It's not like watching Drag Race. We used to watch Drag Race. No, it's it, not. It, it'd be like, woohoo. Yeah. And this, I'd be like, let me. Were you in that one Zoom? I just did like a random impromptu Zoom. Um, It was like at like, like 10 o'clock at night. And it was on the Patreon, and it kept out. It was at a thousand people. It was like so crazy, and I ended up talking about all the stuff going on with me and Monet and Tamisha, and I got really real and really raw. I should have recorded. I should have fucking recorded it and like posted it later because it was a really fucking good Zoom. It was so good. <sighs> I don't think I, I was on that it. one. It was it but was we- impromptu, <laughs> so you know. Mm. So thank you, Bob, for just being on our show and just being so incredibly, incredibly supportive. Hopefully, you know, Alexis and I will come out to L.A. one day. Maybe we could do something, you know. If y'all come to L.A., let me the fuck know, and I will take y'all out to dinner and, like... Bob, Bob, if you're serious about this, I'm coming on my birthday. I'll be there in December. (laughs) December what? I'll come... My birthday is December 17th. I am not kidding. I will book a flight. Yeah, it, it looks like I'm free. Great, on, on because look, look at the I was supposed to come last. <laughs> I was supposed to come last year, and um, COVID had gotten worse in LA, so I was just like, it's just not safe for me to go out there. I really adore you two a lot, and I it, it means a lot to me. I always have it, it is never lost on me when people support me. I am a little queer black kid from Columbus, Georgia, and like now I'm you know whatever I am nowadays still a queer black kid but like living icon icon legend Legend. you want to be a statement you want to be a star star Um, (laughs) are y'all watching legendary I am I'm not oh Alexis I love Alexis booed up and now Alexis don't have time to watch TV (laughs) no she's watching survivor I'm watching oh not team Monet not survivor No, not you were one of the three people in the Patreon demanding I was Survivor. Raising hell that you, that they didn't. And I can be like Monet. That is the minority. Don't nobody want Survivor. But the, <laughs> but the people who did want Survivor would not shut up about it. So Monet thought that everyone. So then when I put the poll, Monet was shocked as shit when Survivor was dead the fuck last. Me too. <laughs> Honestly, it, it broke my heart. Like I'm, I felt some type of way. <laughs> Monet needs to do. Monet needs a podcast like Shea Coulee has, where Shea Coulee's doing all of Top Model. Monet should do all mm. of Survivor. Yeah, she should um, do that because there are people who want to listen and, and talk about and hear about Survivor. Yeah, like like six. Of and y'all. that would be. Yeah, that's great with them. They can all have that. Listen, oh. love y'all, but like, I don't want to talk about Survivor, nor do Girl, I want to watch it. <laughs> I can't even that show. Anyway. What? I'm like, what in the straight pride parade is going on over a Survivor? I cannot. I cannot. I can't. It's so problematic, but. It is. All those yeah, shows. I try to go back and watch Top Model. All of them. Ooh. Oh, girl, my girl, God. Girl, RuPaul's Drag Race. Go, go back and watch. Let's talk about it. <laughs> no, literally, because I was just, I was re-watching season three, and I was like, oh, this is. Girl. Oh, this is really not, oh, this And is don't bad. watch Untucked. Don't watch Untucked. Do, do, do. I did. I did, and I was like, "Oh, this is not with this fan." I, I was have like, "I could five even. on DVD, like 
a hard copy of Girl. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I really do. I really do gotta run. Thank you all so much. And this is just I I, I, I really love y'all. My pleasure. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.